everyone. Welcome to Wellbeing Wednesdays. I am your host, Courtney Weaver. I am also the director over at WellWBU here at West Virginia University. Today I'm joined again by no one. So I'm all by my lonesome today. And so we're going to talk a little bit about how students can better prepare themselves for finals week. So before we dive too deeply into that subject, I want to be upfront about something. This semester, in fact, really this entire academic year, has been really, really tough for most every person on the planet, not just here at WBU. The workload has been heavy and at times unyielding, and literally everyone, and I do mean everyone, is feeling some kind of burnt out. I mean, students, faculty, staff, you name it, we're all tired of this. The bottom line is that it's okay to not be okay. But the thing is, you need to reach out for help if you need it. There are places on campus you can go, there are local organizations, and there are national resources that are available to you. So some of those would be the Crisis Text Line, the National Suicide Prevention Hotline, the Trevor Project, and more. And I'm going to put all of those into the description for this podcast. So that being said, given our current context, you might find that some of these tips may be unreasonable or ridiculous, but hopefully not all of them are, and maybe you can sort of save some of them for a little bit later. But we do have one final push, and I believe in you and I think you can do it, but I know it's hard because you haven't had a break. You know, spring break was not an option this year. Everyone's exhausted, but we're so close. We're so close to being finished. So hopefully you can find some use in this. All right, so let's get to these tips. So our first one actually is something that I likely just said, which is asking for help. And so this is more in specific to your academic issues. So you want to ask for help from your professor, if your class has a teaching assistant or TA or a graduate assistant, or from the Center for Learning and Student Success. So your professor should be holding office hours and those office hours are usually listed in your class syllabus, so take a look inside of that. Sometimes uh, professors do office hours by request, so you can also request some time to meet with them. So they'll likely still be virtual because we're in a pandemic, but it's a good chance to talk to them outside of class, particularly if you're in maybe a class that has a lot of people in it and you can get some one-on-one time with them. If you can't make their office hours, you can also try emailing them directly for assistance. But this process is made tougher if your professor isn't responding to emails. Keep, but I, I urge you to keep trying. And if they're not responsive, see if you can get help through another source. So you can always go to the class office because they have tutoring programs. Check with classmates that you have. Or again, if you have, if your class has a TA, check with them because they might be holding outside like supplemental instructional sessions. So I've actually been on both sides of this. You know, I was a student, although it was more years ago than I care to admit. But I've also been a professor before. And as someone who used to teach a class, I know from experience that your professor won't know that you're having a problem unless you tell them that you're having a problem. Uh, And I'm not just talking academically. It's not like, you know, I'm struggling with this chemistry formula. Like, no, if you're working too many hours and can't handle the assignments, you know, see if you can talk to your professor about that. Like if you're experiencing some issues at home, like someone's ill and you have to take care of them. That's something that you should tell your professor. Now, you don't have to go into great detail, but you like, see if you can alert them that there is an issue. 
I think what I used to always say to my students is I can't help you if I don't know what the problem is. So another tip to help you prepare for finals week is about setting healthy boundaries. So there's an author and comedian, her name is Lovey I.J.E. Jones, and she just tweeted something that is just so brilliant and perfect. And so I'm going to quote it to you. It's just because you're asked to do something doesn't mean you should do it. Just because you can doesn't mean you should. Just because you aren't booked doesn't mean that you are available. Now, I've been taking these words to heart because it really is giving yourself permission to say no. Like, it is okay to say no. And learning how to say no might be one of the most useful skills that you'll need throughout the rest of your life, not just here in college. So there's a quick and easy formula for setting healthy boundaries. So it's thank you plus, unfortunately, plus a redirect, and that equals a healthy boundary. So for, here's an example. So let's say I'm a student and I have a biology test at the end of the week that I'm not quite as prepared for as I should be. And then a f my student organization gets in touch with me and wants me to help plan an event for later that week as well. But you know, you're not an officer in this organization. They're just asking you because you normally say yes. And so you have to say no. So here's what you can do. You can go, thank you so much for thinking of me. Unfortunately, I don't really have the time this week because I have a biology test uh, on Friday that I need to study for. But hey, you know what? For the next one, I'll see if I can help if you give me a little bit more leeway. And there you go. You said no, but you said, hey, maybe I'll help in the future. And will it be difficult to start this process? Yes, it will. But you know what? Practice makes perfect. So a third tip for finals week is to create a to-do list. So this is as simple as making a list of everything that you need to get done. And the time frame is really up to you. So maybe you like to make one that is by the day. Some people like to make theirs by the week or some people even make a monthly list. Likely as you're approaching finals, you'll probably want to create a daily checklist. And if you're like me, I actually, I still use check boxes as a professional staff member and when I get to check off a box, it's like incredibly satisfying. But a professional tip or a pro tip for making a to-do list is to break down larger tasks into smaller ones. So if you have like a big research paper that you've got hanging over your head, you know, break it down into smaller chunks and then add those little chunks onto the to-do list. And then that allows you to sort of plan out your time a little bit more too. So you might say, well, I have to read you know, five articles and summarize them. I have to, you know, make an outline. I have to do my introduction and then I have to do my conclusion and then I want to have time to edit it. So write down all those little pieces and then you'll feel a little bit more satisfied instead of having research paper on your to-do list, you'll have all those different pieces that you check off as you go. And once you have a checklist, the next thing is really prioritizing that checklist. So if you've got too much going on, it can really feel overwhelming. So you want to take your to-do list and then rank each of the items from most important to least important. And then to help yourself go through each of the items and see which things are mandatory, which ones are flexible, and then which ones are optional. So for example, your chemistry homework is mandatory and might take you a long time, but lunch with your roommate might be flexible because it could be like a quick meal or it could be postponed. And then an optional item might be like, well, you want to watch that new series on Netflix. So you can save the optional items for if you have extra time or just consider rescheduling them. So maybe you're able to do your chemistry homework quicker than you thought and you're like, hey, maybe I can watch that first episode of that new show. 
The fourth tip um, is to manage the distractions that you have. So to be most effective, you want to limit the number of distractions that are in your environment when you are trying to stay focused because this can help and it can help you complete your tasks in a timely manner. So here are the things to think about. So think about what things that can distract you when you are studying, doing homework, or doing other tasks. So could it be your phone and the notifications that you get on that from you know different social media apps or your email or your text message? Is it the TV? Is it your roommate or roommates? Is it music? Is it your family members? Is it your neighbors? Is it Netflix? You name it. Like for me, when I am studying or doing work, like I cannot listen to music with words. So that would be a distraction. I can't watch television or I can't have the TV on in the background because I start paying attention to the TV as opposed to my work. So the next question you want to ask yourself is, what does a distraction-free environment look like to you? So is it like a quiet, clean space maybe? And then ask yourself, what can you do to create this distraction-free environment? So maybe the answer is going to the library or cleaning up your bedroom and asking for privacy from your roommates or your loved ones. Maybe it's making sure that uh, you put your phone on silent or that you mute notifications or you do, do not disturb. I, what I used to do is I would take the internet or I'd turn off my Wi-Fi on my laptop and on my phone, which worked so long as I didn't have to go on the internet to do research. Another key tip here is that you want to make sure that you're studying at a table or a desk, not your bed. It's temp, which is really tempting, especially like if you live in a rest hall and really like your bed is your main piece of furniture. But if you study or do a lot of other things on your bed besides sleeping in it, it can actually lead to like messing up with your sleep schedule. So if you can avoid it, tr please do. So take advantage of the library or the different quiet areas around campus. And each, I believe each residence hall also has a study floor or a study room on each of the floors. So take advantage of those spaces too. Yet another tip is that you want to fuel your studying with nutritious snacks. So you want you to you keep yourself fueled up with balanced snacks. So combinations like apples and peanut butter or bananas and peanut butter, like carrots and hummus or celery and hummus, grapes and cheese, the things that'll help you keep full and focused. And then you also want to drink plenty of water to stay hydrated. You also want to make sure that you're taking breaks. So you need to give your brain and your body time to rest and recharge. So uh, a good strategy here is maybe setting the alarm on your phone for every 30 to 45 minutes of studying so that you can take a five to 10 minute break. Like it's okay to give yourself some short breaks, but just make sure that you get back to work so that you can finish everything that you need to finish. And now let's talk about a big one, sleep. So during finals time, you might hear your fellow students talking about all-nighters. So basically what they're saying is that they're staying up all night to finish their work. Now, in theory, it sounds like it'd be super helpful because it gives you extra hours to complete your work. But in reality, according to an organization called the Sleep Foundation, staying up all night is harmful to effective thinking, mood, and your physical health. So total lack of sleep actually reduces your attention span and concentration. So that really isn't the mindset that you want to go into perhaps taking an exam the next morning. Lacking sleep also slows reaction time and impairs our constructive thinking, which is part of our emotional intelligence and how we respond to the people around us. It hinders our ability to follow instructions or complete tasks and restricts creative thinking and innovative problem solving. It detracts from working memory, which is what we use for our short-term memory. It can also cause something called micro-sleeps, which is when you briefly doze off for a few seconds. 
And then, so if you think about all those things, now think about staying up all night to study for an exam the next day. Like, do the effects of sleep deprivation are like sound conducive to doing well on your exam? I would venture the guess of saying no. So ideally you want to get seven to nine hours of sleep every night. That's what we want to achieve. I don't, I'm not sure if I know anyone who actually gets seven to nine hours of sleep a night. I wish we all did. Uh, I think it would solve a lot of our problems. But no matter what, the bottom line is some sleep is better than no sleep. And finally, our final tip for finals week, all the finals, is you want to practice self-care. So if you've been, if you follow WellWU social media, you know we've been posting a lot these past couple weeks about how self-care isn't selfish. But I think it's also important to sort of dive into what self-care is. First, self-care isn't all face masks and bubble baths. Self-care can be really hard and ugly. It's doing things that you might not enjoy, but are good for you in the long run. So self-care could be getting up a little earlier in the morning to exercise because that helps you feel focused throughout the day. Maybe it's self-care is forcing yourself to stick to a bedtime routine so that you're hitting the sheets at the same time each night and getting up at the same time each morning. Maybe it's teaching yourself to cook balanced meals because you know in the long run it's better fuel for your body and it's also financially better because you're not ordering out all the time. But also self-care could be cutting toxic people out of your life and saying, you know what, I don't have the energy for this and I'm kind of done. Now, that's not to say, like, don't be afraid to pamper yourself, but realize that taking care of yourself isn't something that you should only do when you're stressed. It's really about how you should live your life. Well, that about wraps it up for me. Thank you all so much for taking the time to listen. I hope you found something useful out of all of this. Good luck with finals week. Again, I believe in all of you, and we can do this, and we will catch you next time on Wellbeing Wednesdays. Wednesdays.